what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. OMG, this message. Holy smokes. So, this one was brewing. It was one of those, I don't know if you've ever had this experience before, but God wakes you <laughs> and you're not quite sure why, but you just know that you have to meet with God and spend time with God and he's going to do something. Sometimes he will have you involved in some intercession. Sometimes he'll be doing a deep work in your heart. Sometimes he'll be downloading some creative strategies to you. But on today, God had me in quiet time and I wrote, oh my goodness, I have my journal here. One, two, three, four, five, five pages. <laughs> Holy smokes, five pages of just soul work with God this morning. So I'm going to give you insight into that, but I want to set it up so that you can understand context and also have some excitement as you have these encounters with God too, because he's always up to something. So the topic that I'm gonna cover today is the word transition, our favorite, right? I know. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I am somebody who's been gifted, we'll put it that way, been gifted the opportunity to transition many, many times in life. And I will say not one of them has been easy, and you know, you think kind of like building a muscle that it gets easier, but it doesn't. <laughs> Whenever you are building something, you're breaking something else. So transition is awkward and it's uncomfortable. And whenever you're transitioning, you're going from one place to another place. And there's a process there. There's a gap. And in that gap is where if we don't steward that well, if we don't really lean in and press into God and spend time with God and really get clear on the work that he's doing and where he's leading us, then we could be tempted to go back to where we've been or to stay stuck in some, time, in some kind of way. And usually that looks like thinking about where we've been or questioning if we're making the right decisions or really just getting fearful rather than being full of faith. So let me define the word transition to you. Transition da -na -na, is the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. You're straight up caterpillar to butterfly, okay? Again, the process or a period of time. No, I'm sorry. I'm putting my own words in here. <laughs> the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. So with that, I wanted to speak a little bit about a prophetic word that I have. So I don't know. This is definitely true in my life right now. It may also resonate with you. But it's a time to make room for something new. I think because we've been given a divine timeout, so to speak, with this time of pandemic and quarantine, 
it's making room for something new. It's really, if you allow it, it's really a time of being able to think about maybe unhealthy attachments that we had or priorities that got out of alignment or desires that were unfulfilled, that we were led to invest in or to grow and develop in some kind of way, but we never started doing that. We came up with excuses as to why we weren't gonna do things. So it's a time to make room for something new. Listen to this. Sometimes in seasons of transition, when we're unsettled or progress seems out of reach, people reach back to things of old, old relationships, friends, places, habits. Anyone? (laughs) It happens due to loneliness, impatience, temptation, even warfare. Nothing like a wrong relationship or a destructive habit to destroy a life. Am I right? Now, come on. How many of us have gotten caught up in some things we never were supposed to be in, things that were never ordained of God because we got lonely, because we were impatient with how long the process was taking, because we were tempted, right? You know, we we might have needed to have some quiet time, but we were tempted to go out and party, which led to a whole bunch of other mistakes, right? Or we were just really feeling lonely. So we attached to somebody in an unloving way. We formed a bond, maybe even a soul tie with somebody we were never meant to be connected to. Or because we got impatient, we made decisions that were not led of God at all and ended up having a big mess that we had to get out of. So think about this though. Your future isn't behind you. I know. Wow. Let's just think about that. Your future isn't behind you. But how often do we do that? We're like our own crazy maker sometimes. We look behind us to get evidence of where we're going, which that's not a good strategy at all because God is a God of the new thing. So what makes you think looking back is going to help you determine the new thing? Just saying. (laughs) Your future isn't behind you, so don't go backwards. It's not for you. It's not for you. It is not for you to return to the things that God already delivered you from. So that's my invitation right now. What has God already delivered you from? Because God can deliver you, but it's on you then to walk into the wonderful new that he's given you. If he delivered you from old things, it's on you to walk in the new, okay? So I'm thinking particularly of a time where I had struggled with eating disorder issues through college. It was a really tough time. It was kind of like, I believe it was Paul who says that he's doing this thing he knows that he shouldn't do, but he keeps doing it. It was kind of a season like that. So I I was caught up in this addiction cycle and I didn't know why I was doing it. And I knew that it was to kind of numb out or avoid things in my life that I probably couldn't understand or couldn't navigate, but I couldn't get out of that on my own. And then there was a time where literally there was a time and a season (laughs) where God took my willingness, he took my surrender and delivered me from it. After years of struggling with something that I didn't know why I was doing it or how to get out of it and I couldn't stop it in my own strength, right? Didn't matter the counselor I went to, whatever. I couldn't get out of that. But God delivered me from that. However, because I woke up without cravings, without the crazy thoughts, without, you know, all of this cycle of addiction that I had been in the past that was gone, But then there's a huge gap, right? Because it's like, what do you do now? (laughs) You gave your life and so much of your life to doing this thing over and over again, and it's gone. So now what? So you're delivered, 
but now you've got to walk out the new. So I had to throw myself, well, by choice, I decided to throw myself in in learning who is this wonderful new person? What is this new life that God has given me? Who is, who am I in this? Who is God in this? Like, what does this look like? I don't know, but that became my work. So rather than putting all my energy into an addiction, I put it into finding out who God is, finding out how to build a relationship with God, finding out what my identity in God is, figuring out what what does that look like to walk out, (laughs) right? So that was quite a process. But just as an example, God has delivered you from something, but you can still decide to go back to that. So it's not for you to go backwards. Your future isn't behind you, so don't go backwards. It's not for you to return to the things God already delivered you from. If you want that life that you pray for, that life that you cry about, that life that you plead God to give you, those secret petitions of your heart, you must surrender the outdated and dusty things of old. They've expired, okay? Would you drink milk that's expired? Probably not. (laughs) Again, it's... We don't think logically sometimes when we're caught up in emotion, but if something's expired, there's nothing left there for you. Expired things can contaminate you. Clean up, clean house, clean out your contacts, your inbox, your messages, your mind, and your heart. Make room for something new. So biblical examples of this, let's take Ruth, right? Ruth arrives in a new land. She's surrounded by new people and potential. She didn't know it, but her whole season changed, right? Unbeknownst to her, she stood on the cusp of a brand new thing. She stood ready to shift into the next dimension. Just one problem, though. Her mother-in-law, Naomi, pointed out that Ruth had to wash her face. Okay, if you read that in Ruth, Ruth 3.3, Ruth had to wash her face, meaning, (laughs) you know, similar to Rachel Hollis, girl, wash your face, right? That could be biblical. I don't know. I haven't fully taken a dive into that book, but... She had to wash her face, meaning she had to wash off the residue of the life she once lived. She had to wash off, right, the old thoughts, the old beliefs, the old way that she identified herself, the love that she thought she deserved, the life that she thought was for her. She had to wash off the residue of the attitudes, of the perspectives, of the mindset, of the emotions, of the way she dressed and and showed up in the world. She had to wash herself of the residue of the life she once lived. Ruth had to change her clothes. Naomi instructed her to dress herself up well. This is similar to, to, oh man, Joseph, right? He had to change his wardrobe too when he basically went from prison to the palace, right? So he had to change his clothes. So there's a theme here. She had to change her clothes also. She had to dress herself up well, even put on some perfume oil. Why? Because God wanted to elevate her in the next season, and it required a higher version of herself, a version she hadn't stepped into yet, a version she had never fully experienced before, which if any of you have done that, if you've ever done the hashtag level up (laughs) or the glow up or you've shifted into something new, it's awkward. It's so awkward. It is so awkward when you start discovering your voice or when you start expressing yourself differently or when you get yourself in a different circle or when you move across the country and start embracing a different lifestyle. It is very awkward in the beginning. It feels super foreign to you, right? If you're used to being a caterpillar kind of inching around and all of a sudden you have wings, 
That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. You show up differently, right? So take that as a lesson. You can't go backwards because backwards is not the place where God will elevate you. You have to choose to wash your face, to wash off the residue of what was, to stop replaying the memories, to stop trying to find your own closure, to stop looking for answers from the people and places that hurt you. Stop. (laughs) It's not backwards. So I don't know who I'm talking to, but this message, particularly about transition, you do not transition by going backwards. You've got to let it go. You've got to release it. God has better. You deserve better. Let it go in Jesus' name. So here's the thing. With the story with Ruth, she was washing up. She's getting herself together. And here's the thing. Here's Boaz, right? He didn't know it, but he was about to have dinner with his future wife. A relationship with that would bless both of them immediately, shifting them into the promises of God. So God was working. God had both of their full attention, Let that be a lesson. You don't go and chase anybody, (laughs) right? You you are focused on God, okay? So then as we continue the story, right? Hear that. Hear that. God is preparing you, okay? And he's not taking you to places that are behind you. You can do that, though. So... Make sure that you wash off all the residue. You don't go backwards. You let it go already. You fully release it and you trust that there is great joy ahead, that God has good plans for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a future and a hope, right? And to help you, to shift you, to guide you in how to get into his blessings and promises, okay? But that is something that you choose. So here's the thing. I'm saying this to somebody. Listen up. It's your turn Blessings are waiting for you and they're waiting on you. New relationships are waiting on you. It's time to make room for something new. God has a new thing for your life, according to Isaiah 43, 19. Okay, so I also real quick before I tell you what my homework or my quiet time experience was like with God this morning. So awesome. I want to speak about transition and give you another verse. So this verse happens to come from Philippians 4, 6 through 8. And I just want you to receive this word. It's from the Passion Translation. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Don't worry about anything. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day Offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Notice that's not excuses, murmuring, venting, complaining. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding, you're not going to get it, will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually, not sometimes, continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Was that not amazing? Okay, you've got to go read that one. Prophesy that over yourself, okay? So again, verses that I just shared with you if you wanna go back, Isaiah 43, 19. And then Philippians 4, 6 through 8. 
So one of the keys for breakthrough before, again, I tell you my process here that I will invite you to do as well. One of the keys for breakthrough in your life is the ability to allow change in both your internal and external life. Humans, us, (laughs) are famous for resisting or even hating change. Anyone? Totally been there. But as a new creation, right? The new creation that can receive this wonderful new God, this wonderful new God thing, this wonderful new thing God is doing for you. God is giving you, God is giving you, you're not doing it. God is giving you the ability to live out of your spirit, which longs for transformation, even when it means more transition or changes coming. Yay. (laughs) That's how we go from glory to glory though. God has a never ending supply of adaptive energy for you. Hashtag God's vibes matter, okay? So here is the thing. I just wanna pray this over you or just listen to this. I have made a promise that I will not just author my plan in your life, but will also transform you to become the person you were made to be inside and out. I will always finish what I start. Transition comes when I invite you into something new that may not have even been something you would have chosen for yourself. How true is that? My process in your development and to transform the world through you will require a different process than you could accomplish in your own strengths, abilities, or talents. Whereas others who want to have a similar result can just do a normal human process, get an education and pursue a career, I am making you different from the norm. So if anyone has had a seemingly turbulent path or one that didn't go in a straight line, this is for you. Your life will break open doors that have never been opened before. You will love in ways that are uncommon in what I've called you. Your process will be one that will position you in ways that will cause people to ask, how did you get here and how did you accomplish this? I am refining you through my refining fire, but you will come out on the other end looking at the beauty and authority that you possess through this process and be grateful. You'll be grateful. You will learn that transition equals promotion. Hold up. Did you hear that? Transition equals promotion. So all of you praying for promotion, God advance me, God promote me, God let me hit my next level. Okay, you are welcoming transition into your life. You're welcome. God is answering your prayers. I am inviting you to lay down what you would choose at times so you can have this different result. I will sometimes ask you to make a choice that is not your first choice, but as you trust me and sacrifice for me, as you deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow me, you will feel like the most connected version to this life I have given you. Come on, don't you want that? Transition can be painful, but trust me as I form you. Help others who are going through transitions you see I have initiated. Speak words of comfort to embolden them. Transition will morph you into something you could have never hoped for or imagined in your wildest dreams. OMG, right? (laughs) So here's the prayer. And you can just... Listen, but say in Jesus' name, amen, if you receive it, okay? And if you're in a place where you can lift your hands, go ahead and do that. God, help me to not just endure transition, but to consider it in honor because I know the result it produces. 
help me to consider it a privilege when you ask me to make a move, transition, change in my life, even when it creates strain, adaptive energy loss, and natural tension in me. Give me the endurance to persevere. Give me persevering faith. Thank you that when transition starts, I get to go into a deeper place in my knowing you from glory to glory. Help me to see you in the midst of all change. Give me faith for what I will be moving into as I sometimes have to give up so much while I'm moving out of something to attain it. Thank you that part of you being the God who breaks through is that my transition is for something huge. You have my best interest in your heart and you will use this transition to position me, align my life, create deeper perseverance and character in me and reveal even more of your love to me. Thank you that understanding you in the midst of transition will help me to love those around me more. God, as you bring transition in my life, help me to hold on to everything that can go with me in this new season. Also, help me to let go of anything that is not for this new time. Help me to love the change your transition brings and to not compare it to other seasons you didn't initiate in my life. Help me to be one who is so willing to change that I become one who can help change and reform systems, structures, and lives of those around me with the grace Jesus carried when he was on earth. In Jesus' name, as you bring transition into my life, God, I am believing you for adaptive energy like I've never had. Flexibility in my emotions, perspective, and physical and emotional being. Strength to say yes, even when it's hard perspective on my season and times in life that help me to keep my sight on the prize of life instead of on the process of change, grace in all my relationships as my life changes or as I change, connection to those who are not necessarily changing with me, and a willing heart to change. In Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for your transitions in my life. Whew! Holy Moses, right? <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. So I hope that you're getting the message. Another biblical example that I have for you, if you're still not convinced, <laughs> which I hope by this point you are, but the example that I'll share is Abraham and Lot, okay? So God promised that he was going to take Abraham to this place that he was going to show him. So he had no clue where it was, what it looked like, what that meant, but he was like, okay. But there was a condition, <laughs> okay? So the condition was you can't bring anyone with you. Your family can't come. So what does he do? He lets a family member come. He says that Lot can come with him. And what ends up happening is he ends up fighting battles that were never his. He goes through a lot of drama and turmoil because ultimately he did not listen to God and the voice of God and the direction that God gave him. So that was still disobedience, okay? So until he got back into obedience and ended up giving Lot a lot of land that was promised to him just to go their separate ways, until he did that, he couldn't hear God's voice clearly. God couldn't bless him. God couldn't move him into that place of blessing and promise that he had for him. So use that example in your life too, whenever you're tempted to not listen to that direction that God gave you or tempted to add 
to the direction that God gave you. Never a good plan, and you still won't be able to move forward fully. Okay, now, as promised, here was the invitation that I had on today. Now, I say it's an invitation because could I have gone into a different routine this morning? Absolutely. Could I have gone to my plans that I already had for that window of time this morning? Totally. Could I have been like, I just don't feel like it and I'm going to work out or watch this message or do something, right? Could I have come up with something else to do? Yes. So the fact that it's an invitation is I decide to meet with God. God is constantly in pursuit of us, but it's our decision to actually meet with him when he calls. So I joke because somebody gave me a word and they started at one time with page, 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 right? (laughs) And so like paging page, right? Real cute. But this whole thought really had me thinking about how God loves calling on us because he loves when we actually respond and spend time with him. So the whole point is to answer the call, okay? So that's the first little nugget I want to give you that God is constantly getting your attention. Will you answer the call? Because every time, every time you answer that call, you leave full, not empty. You leave energized. You leave with such inspiration and focus and clarity that you wonder why you've resisted before. Okay, so will you answer the call? First question. Secondly, I was also sensing (laughs) that this was going to be a deep work time, right? Five or six pages of deep work time. Now, that's uncomfortable, okay? It's like sitting in a recovery class or sitting with a counselor or talking about your feelings. And that's not always our favorite thing. But if you are willing to show up for the work, what happens? Healing, growth, discovery, awareness, a new perspective. All right, it's worth it, but it's not fun and it doesn't always feel good. Okay, so that's the second little nugget I want to give you. When you know it's a deep work, it's a huge shifting work because sometimes all it takes is one word, one shift, one perspective that changes everything in your life. And that could be deliverance. Okay, so yes, will you show up and will you do the work? Cool. So Here was the work. I had been feeling when you invest yourself in relationships, in people, in places, in jobs, and you feel or are tempted to believe that you've wasted time, like years of time, like three plus years, right? Like when you're in a place where you don't see what God was doing, right? You feel like that time is wasted and then it makes it hard to move on because you try to make sense of why did I settle for that? Well, why was that okay? Or why would that person have shown up and treated me like that and said this thing instead? Or why would I have ever been placed in an environment like that? Or why would I have tolerated that for so long? Like you can get into this questioning state, which is really just you feeling sorry for yourself, you feeling like a victim. You trying probably desperately to come up with your own closure, (laughs) lean on your own understanding. And really what it's doing too, it's keeping you stuck because you keep focusing on the past. And again, that's drawing you backwards like a magnet. Okay. 
rather than if God told you to let it go, to release it, he's saying, stop focusing on it. (laughs) Shift your focus. Like, just understand that that wasn't for you and shift your focus and focus ahead. But sometimes the hardest thing to do is just to drop it and walk away. That's so, so hard when you want understanding or when there hasn't been closure. So the interesting thing that God led me to do, and this is what I invite you to do, he reveals like that song, even when I don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. So what God had me do was he had me write down literally everything apart from the thing that I was fixed on. The thing that I thought was broken, the thing that I thought was wasted, the thing that I thought, um, you know, was stealing some of the best years, time, energy, emotions, joy, life, right? Like that thing, everything apart from that, God had me write down. So literally from probably as far back as uh, 2017, I want to say, he was having me write things down. Like um, so many beautiful things that he was actually doing in my life. It's absolutely insane. I probably have a list of over, oh my gosh, probably like close to 60 things, okay? So the crazy thing was, as I look at this list, it's things like giving me new life, introducing me to the prophetic, giving me divine connections and strategic connections that I've been praying for, giving me access to new information, lots of traveling and exposure to new things. Um, Let's see what else. Publishing books, several books. So like he was clearly taking me on several processes. Um, starting a new business, surrounding me with life group and community, um, buying a new home, giving me classes, retreats, um, summits and conferences, working with a coach. Uh, what, what else? Uh, new creative flow. So many awesome things. I mean, I can't even... (laughs) There's like a list of so many family healing, just so many things that were happening from, you know, probably like three and a half years that I was saying were wasted because of one situation, one thing that I was focusing on that seemed wasted to me, right? So he's he's showing me that even though that that thing, right, that thing was not working in your favor, so to speak. I work all things for good. So look at all of the ways that I was working in your life. Look at everything that I was teaching you. Look at everything I was connecting you to. Look at all that I was exposing you to. Look at how I was developing your character. Look at how I was testing you. Look at how you were in my refining fire, right? Look how I was transitioning you. Look at how I met you where you are and continue to move you from glory to glory. Look at how I wouldn't let you get stuck. Look at how I wouldn't let you settle. I know you are uncomfortable. I know it's easy to recall the pain. I know the disappointment, the hurt, the trauma, the the experiences that you went through. But I need you to know that all of this, I've been working for your good. And all of it, I've been using to teach you, to mold you, to shape you, to form you into who I need you to be for this new season. None of that was wasted. Come on. Did you hear that? None of that was wasted. I will not allow you <laughs> to curse your your life or to speak about your history like that. None of that was wasted. Anything that you put into my hands, I will work for good. 
by my power and for my glory. Come on. Did you hear that? So it was so huge. I was literally brought to tears. There was like a huge healing that happened because God was freeing me from a lot of patterns of hurt, of dysfunction, of generational curses, of things that I I, I wasn't really aware of as, as I was in it. But as he had me pull back and reflect and look at all of this, he established a new legacy of faith in my life. He transformed me into a new creation. He gave me this new wardrobe. He helped me shake off and wash off the dust. He helped me start walking out this newness of life. He connected me to people that will keep me accountable to this journey. He gave me new information. He gave me opportunities to help me grow and develop and show up in greater ways and step into that higher version of myself. Like, come on. Like, how freaking good is God, right? So I just want to share that with you. And then to cap it off, he always backs things with his word. So that's my number three nugget, okay? Number one is, will you accept the invitation to meet with God? Number two is, will you do the work? Will you do the work? Okay, there's an exchange in the relationship. A lot of times it's your time. A lot of times it's your comfort, <laughs> right? Will you do the work? And then number three is always back whatever God's doing with his word. Because not only will he take you on a process and a journey and an adventure with him and an encounter with him, he will back it with his word and give you something to stand on. So he gave me Isaiah 60, which is Affirming also his word for the year for me, which is radiance, which is basically like radiating or shining with the power and the glory of God. Oh my God. So it's all about how God is an everlasting light to you. He is your glory and your beauty. Oh my goodness, right? Because apart from God, we're nothing. And apart from God, we can do no good thing, right? We know this. So Isaiah 60 is all about people returning for the reunion. So this is really, I encourage you to look at Isaiah 60 from the message version. That's where this is from. And I will just read this to you and then we will close for today. But here it is. Get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up, put your face in the sunlight. So again, this message of girl, wash your face. Boy, wash your face, okay? God's bright glory has risen for you. Come on. God has never left you. God has never forsaken you. God is in pursuit of you all the time. Look up, okay? The whole earth is wrapped in darkness. All people sunk in deep darkness. But God, but God rises on you. His sunrise glory breaks over you. Nations will come to your light. People need your testimony. Kings to your sunburst brightness. Look up, look around. Watch as they gather. Watch as they approach you. Your sons coming from great distances. Your daughters carried by their nannies. When you see them coming, you'll smile. Big smiles. Big smiles. Your heart will swell and yes, burst. Come on. For all of that brokenness, God is going to cause your heart to burst. Do you receive that? All those people returning by sea for the reunion, a rich harvest of exiles gathered in from the nations, and then streams of camel caravans as far as the eye can see, young camels of nomads 
in Midian and Ephah, pouring in from the south from Sheba, loaded with gold and frankincense, preaching the praises of God. And yes, a great roundup of flocks from the Nobads in Kedar and Nebaioth, I think. Welcome gifts from worship at my altar as I bathe my glorious temple in splendor. What's that we see in the distance, a cloud on the horizon like doves darkening the sky? It's ships from the distant islands, the famous Tarshish ships returning your children from faraway places, loaded with riches with silver and gold, and backed by the name of your God, the Holy of Israel, showering you with splendor. Foreigners will rebuild your walls, and their kings assist you in the conduct of worship. When I was angry, I hit you hard. It was my desire now to be tender. Your Jerusalem gates will always open, open house day and night, receiving deliveries of wealth from all nations and their kings, the delivery boys. Any nation or kingdom that doesn't deliver will perish. Those nations will be totally wasted. The rich woods of Lebanon will be delivered. All that cypress and oak and pine to give a splendid elegance to my sanctuary. As I make my footstool glorious, the descendants of your oppressor will come bowing and scraping to you. All who look down at you in contempt will lick your boots. They'll confer a title on you, City of God, Zion of the Holy of Israel. Not long ago, you were despised refuse. Out of the way, unvisited, ignored. But now I've put on your feet, towering and grand forever, a joy to look at. When you suck the milk of nations and the breasts of royalty, you'll know that I, God, am your savior, savior, your redeemer, champion of Jacob. I'll give you only the best, no more hand-me-downs. Gold instead of bronze, silver instead of iron, bronze instead of wood, iron instead of stones. I'll install peace to run your country, make righteousness your boss. <laughs> oh my goodness. There'll be no more stories of crime in your land, no more robberies, no more vandalism. You'll name your Main Street Salvation Way and install Praise Park at the center of your town. You'll have no more need of the sun by day, nor the brightness of the moon at night. God will be your eternal light. Your God will bathe you in splendor. Your sun will never go down. Your moon will never fade. I will be your eternal light. Your days of grieving are over. All your people will live right and well in permanent possession of the land. There, the green shoot that I planted, planted with my own hands to display my glory. The runt will become a great tribe. The weakling become a strong nation. I am God. At the right time, I'll make it happen. In Jesus' name! Oh, so, so good. So how about that for transition being the answered prayer of promotion? Okay? But the gift comes from doing the work. The gift comes from the surrender. The gift comes from obedience and deciding to obey God, whatever he tells you as you transition from one place to another, one state to another. So my hope, my encouragement, my prayer for you is that you will trust God, trust that he's good, trust that even if it feels funky, he's working. Even if you don't see how he's working, he's working and he's got a good plan for you and he's leading you to a good place 
and to answered prayers and promises that he has for you. But it does require sacrifice on your part. It does require surrender. It does require a trust and it does require action. Faith moves, okay? So God bless you guys. I would love to hear feedback. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it. And if you are ready for some support, for some help on your journey from someone to kind of help hold your arms up while you're in transition, I have a self-mastery course over on julianapage.com. I work with folks one-on-one, so all of my consulting services are over there. If you need some book tools (laughs) and haven't known where to start, whether it's a devotional or really going through your story with God or finding out how to partner with God. There's great books over there as well. And if you need somebody to help speak to a group of women for you or facilitate a retreat of some kind, I'm also your girl. So go check out julianapage.com and you can follow me or find me over on Miss Juliana Page. And until next time, everybody, stay blessed.